Name? Emily Laughlin. Instagram name? Emily Illustrator. Age? Ooh, uh, 31. <laughs> Lives in? Texas. Favorite coloring book? Johanna. <laughs> Probably World of Flowers. Favorite pens or pencils? Hmm. I have two favorites. One would be the Stedler Ergosoft colored pencils, and the other would be the Caronda Osh Luminance pencils. Hello, coloring book friends, and welcome to a new episode of Passionista Colorista coloring book podcast. And welcome today's guest, Emily. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Good. Just it's a rainy day here, but everything's good. <laughs> what season is it? It's winter. It's, well, we, in Texas, we sort of jumped from summer to winter. There was really no fall, so I guess it's technically fall still. <laughs> but how cold is it? Uh, well, it's a high of 68 today, but that's 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 pretty average for right now. But Emily Illustrator, do you work as an illustrator? Uh, I have. I kind of touch on everything. I've done some uh, some marketing stuff. Um, I I illustrated. I illustrate parts of like a whole package. There was recently uh, there's a company called Honestly Margot that's based out of Oklahoma City, and I helped with the illustrations on the packaging for um, a new line of lip gloss that she just put out. Um, and then I do some of my own illustrations. I had a newsletter that I sent out uh, for a little while where I sent out my illustrations to be colored and everything. But um, I kind of dabble in everything. I just had an art show with some paintings and uh, I do a lot of the coloring, but it just <laughs> it kind of all goes back and forth. But how did that start, the, the, the illustration and the art background? Well, I've always been interested in uh, in art. I was an art major in college. I, you know, drew uh, as a kid. There were um I remember at the grocery store in the town I grew up in, they always had coloring contests and I always entered those as a kid. Uh but honestly, uh after after I got married and started having kids, I was kind of on a little bit of a break, um which is when I found Johanna's books and uh I did um some coloring for work for her for uh for her website and after that she sent me a little thank you package and in there there were some pens and and just different things and having all this new art supplies I was like well I should draw something so I started you know doing a little bit more and I started getting more into the illustrating and it just sort of grew from there so I mean well it kind of comes full circle she sort of re-sparked me you know re-sparked my interest in all of my drawing and my artwork and and everything so uh you said that it started this uh, again for you but what w- were you doing uh well i did a lot of uh different uh different job i mean i did a lot of different jobs when i was younger um but i got married in 2009 and I focused on school there for a while, uh, but then my husband he finished uh, he finished his program, and we moved down to Texas um, so he could work on his PhD. And so after we got married, uh, I was able to kind of I, you know I did a little bit of work, and then I was able to stay home with the kids. So honestly, in the last you know well my last six years or so, I've been mostly just a stay-at-home mom. And how much time have you had then to create? 
Well, when they were younger, I had a little bit more just because they napped a lot more often. So whenever I did my artwork, it was generally during nap times or after bedtime. Uh, and then as they've gotten older and naps have tapered off, uh, my, my, my son still takes the sporadic nap so I can still, you know, get a couple hours in during the day. But mostly I do my work, uh, in the evenings and on the weekends. My husband is super supportive. And so if I need to take a day on a Saturday and say, Hey, I'd like to get this, this and this done, he, takes point on the kids and I can just create to my heart's content. <laughs> But how do you choose what to create when you are doing so different stuff? Kind of depends on what I'm in the mood for. Uh, I, like I said, I, I recently had an art show. And so there were a couple months there where I was working mostly just on paintings. Um, if I have a particular project in mind, I'll do the illustration. But Currently, with Johanna's new book coming out um, for the last few weeks, I've been doing just strictly coloring. So it kind of just depends on what I'm in the mood for. What is it about the creativity and the creating that you love? Well, honestly, what really drew them drew me to them at first uh, was because I was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, I found them when I was pregnant with my son. And I found that, and I'm sure there's a lot of other moms that can... Um, Uh, feel the same way is that when my first was born, I was so wrapped up in her. Everything was about her. What's our next activity? You know, what's, you know, what am I doing in the house? Everything. And the great thing about the books was that, you know, they go down for a nap. I grab my pencils, grab my book, color a little bit, put it away. And then that was it. So really it was just the accessibility of it and the ease of it. It was just, yeah, that's kind of what drew me to the whole thing in the first place. But you are, when you are coloring or painting on your own, when it's not in the books, what are you using then? Well, uh, for my painting, I use uh, acrylic and I do what's called fluid art. And so I actually do a mix of uh, acrylic and a blending medium and everything. And that's so that I can pour on the canvas. Uh, for my illustrations, I use uh pencil and the Stedler uh pigment liners and I'll trace over those. I also have an iPad and so I will also draw them digitally sometimes. So I kind of do multiple different things depending <laughs> on on what I'm doing. <laughs> so where are you sitting when you are doing this stuff? Uh I have a desk in uh in the other room and so I've got my own little corner and uh, I wish there was a big window but there's not but I've got everything all set up and when I do my painting I clear off the whole desk because when you do the pouring the canvas has to lay flat and so I you know basically I do it all on my desk currently I'm in my dining room because the light's better in here but <laughs> I I saw a picture on your Instagram from this room do you still have this Johanna Besford wall Ah, yes, that was in my living room. That was before uh, I, I kind of shifted everything. So, no, I don't have the wall anymore. Uh, after I started moving on to my paintings, I still have all the pictures because actually early on I laminated all the pictures because I found that they were kind of fading, hanging up and on the wall. And I, I you could spray a medium on it. But at the time I was like, I'll laminate them. It'll be great. And they'll last forever. Um, but anyway, so I still have all the pictures, but I took them down. Mostly now on my walls, I have my paintings. <laughs> Uh, because sometimes people ask me what I'm doing with the pictures and I'm just having them in the books when they are colored in. But you actually did something with them. Well, with some of them, yeah. I mean, I, I did the laminating. Now, honestly, they are in a drawer at the moment. Uh, more recently, mostly I try to keep them in the books because I like to keep them nice. But I kind of feel like um, 
you know, you, there's a lot more people that visits my Instagram than my house. So I kind of feel like my Instagram is, you know, sort of my gallery for, you know, I, I keep them nice and I keep them safe and flat and I don't let the kids near them at all, you know, but, uh, yeah, mostly I just consider my, my, my gallery of sorts to be my Instagram where, you know, most more people are interested to see my coloring pages on Instagram than they are, you know, walking into my house. <laughs> How much time do you spend on Instagram? On Instagram? Well, I mean, I'll flick it on every now and then if I've had something new posted, but mostly I go on there and just, you know, post my stuff and check back throughout the day to see if anybody's had any questions or, or comments. But, you know, I post the story, so probably no more than your average artist uh, keeping up with uh, with the followers. <laughs> But how important is the community for you? Oh, very important. I remember actually distinctly when I first got the books, I remember I was coloring uh, the dragonfly picture in Enchanting, uh, Enchanted Forest. And I was talking to my husband about it. And I just remember like saying, man, I really wish I knew how other people colored these. Like, I wish I could get some other ideas. And then that's when I started, you know, kind of checking on Facebook. And I realized There's this whole horde of the, all these coloring groups of people like posting everything. And, you know, I've since tried out, you know, multiple different different groups right now. My favorite is probably the Johanna Basford Your Pages group, which she's mentioned a few times. Um, but to get their feedback on how things are done and to see even some of the some of the ideas that some of the other artists come up with, it just it blows my mind. I feel like mine's a little bit more simplistic maybe because some of the things they create I couldn't even begin to imagine how they do that but I mean I don't think that I would have been nearly as inspired or or you know been able to grow my Instagram as much without the coloring community like it's been I mean that's one of the reasons that Johanna initially contacted me for uh doing some coloring for her website because I my name was starting to get more known in the coloring community Do you know what it was about your calories that she liked? Um, well, I think just like everybody else's, it was something unique, something different. And I mean, because whatever I posted, people seemed to really like it. You know, my name popped up more often than not. And I, I think it was just everybody else liked it. And so therefore it drew attention to to my name. Do you remember how you colored? Has it changed how you color in the oh, books? Oh, it's definitely changed. It has most definitely changed. Um, initially, I used um, a lot of Prismacolors, and I'll still do it this way occasionally, but I was really focused for a while on adding a background. There were times I even, I don't know if I have any of these posts on my Instagram, but I think I've got a couple, that I would add things to it. Like uh, there was a picture in Lost Ocean. I drew a picture of Dory, and I added Dory to it. You know, just different elements. But now, honestly... I I enjoy more filling in the spaces and I might add a little bit of a background, but a lot of the big elaborate backgrounds I used to do, I don't do as much. I found that I was, well, for lack of a better term, I found that I was stressing out more about how can I add this background? How can I make this different than everybody else's? And so now it's more just like, I enjoy filling in the spaces, adding the shading. It's one of the reasons why I like the Stedler Ergosoft so much because it's a small set of pencils. I don't have to think too much like, okay, well, I have 150 choices. Which one am I going to use? You know, I have 36 choices. I add in a couple metallic gel pens and it's just, I find that I'm enjoying it more rather than you stressing out about what am I going to add to this or, you know, how am I going to make this grand elaborate picture kind of thing? I think that it's, that's great to hear because I know that 
some people can feel this stress. Yeah. It's so inspiring to see all these pictures that people are doing. This master. Well, arts. and they're great. Don't get me wrong. Like there are some really talented artists out there. But I just, yeah, I just found I was getting too wrapped up and not enjoying it as much. And now I can just kind of look at it and be like, I'm gonna use these five colors and just see what happens. <laughs> but how do you do that? How do you manage to keep well, it simple and be happy with it? Well, the nice thing about, um, with, especially, like, and I go back to the, to the Ergosofts is that it's got a wide range of bright colors. And for me, my goal in a picture is to make sure that it's, I like color a lot. So if it's bright and it's colorful and if it's balanced, you know, there are times where it's nice to, you know, go to the Prismacolors and take a range of like 10 different blues or something and do like a monochrome picture. But I find that I like the way that it looks when I'm choosing multiple different ones and finding a balance between them. Because you look at it and you go, wow, that's so bright. That's so, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people use the word delicate. It's just, it's, I kind of feel like it's starting to, it, it's like almost a separate style from a lot of the really in-depth ones because it's simple. I kind of, I tend to have a rule of three when I'm, when I'm coloring, unless it's really teeny tiny, it can't fit three. I choose like a darker color, a mid color and a lighter color. And I may use a white to blend, but that's a lot of times all I use. And so what you come out with is this kind of simplified, but you know, it's got the shading in it, but it's, it's bright, it's colorful. And like I said, it's balanced. But how do you manage to achieve this balance? By making sure like, so say you've got a picture And, you know, it's one of her wreaths or something. And you've got, you know, one big flower or, you know, a couple a couple small flowers on the side. If you color that big flower yellow, then maybe on the opposite side of the picture, you only want to color maybe a couple other things, uh, a couple other small things yellow. Because if you were to do like, say, you know, a big yellow flower or two other big yellow flowers, another yellow flower, the picture is just going to scream yellow. So if you have, you know, one big yellow flower, a couple small yellow flowers, then maybe if you have some medium flowers, you know, maybe color those blue or purple. It's about balancing the color throughout the picture so it draws your eye around the entire picture. And you had some, I saw on your Instagram, when you mm -hmm. had these tips for how how to choose color, you took a photo So that particular picture, I was really struggling just because um, there was that one really big flower that I did kind of that reddish color. And so I was struggling with how to where to place the colors. And a lot of times, well, color pencils aren't really erasable. And so uh, I will take a picture of it on my iPad and I have the pencil or you can even use your finger and I'll take it into whatever drawing app I have. And then I'll just add splotches of color because then that helps you figure out, okay. You know, and I, I had everybody vote on it, which I was actually surprised with some of the results, but the pink and yellow kind of came out even. But anyway, it helps you to visualize um, where the color can go and so that, you know, it's not too heavy in one area or you don't have two colors clashing. So it's a great way to test it out without ruining your picture, because I have ruined a number of picture <laughs> without thinking ahead of time. How much are you using color wheels or color theory? Um, I actually have a lot of that memorized only because, uh, I was, like I said, I was an art major in college, uh, for a couple years. Uh, and so taking those painting classes or drawing classes, like the color wheel is, 
is, you know, the first thing that they teach you. So most of it I have memorized like a big, you know, a good rule of thumb when you're looking for balance in your picture is using contrasting colors, just like, you know, you've got your blue and orange, you've got your purple and yellow, your red and green. So I use it quite a bit trying to make sure that I'm well with the balance. You know, if I've got, you know, a uh, like right now I'm coloring that little picture with all the vases You'll see uh, I've got, um, you know, a vase that's blue and orange or if I've got a vase that I, you know, colored, colored green, I'll make sure that I do, you know, a red flower or, or something. So, yeah, I use I use the color wheel quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was another question I had because I saw that you have done some pictures recently with, with a lot of small details of the picture. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's hard. I mostly choose pictures with few details so I don't have to make so many different color decisions. Yeah. So do you have any tips for those kind of pages? Well, what I did for that particular page, and that's actually the first one that I have fully completed that had so many, uh, so many things. So what I did is because it's on repeat, um, I'll go through and I'll say, okay, this flower, I'm going to color this And, and I used my fine liners. I did not use pencils because that is a lot of sharpening. And when the flowers are so teeny tiny, you can add a little bit of shading with the Sadler fine liners, but you don't need much because it's so small. And so I'll find one flower and I'll be like, okay, so I'm going to color all of this flower first. And then for the next flower, I'll decide where it is. And the whole balance goes in that into that too. Like if I've got, you know, a pink flower, all those flowers that are surrounding it, you know, maybe I'll do like a darker purple or something. I try not to put a lot of the colors that are similar, close to each other. I mean, you can't help it sometimes, but for the most part, I'll just do one flower at a time and then, you know, I'll color the same because it's, you know, like I said, it's repeated. So it's going to be, you know, pretty much the same in four quadrants. Um, but anyway, I will color each flower separately and then I'll go through and I'll do the leaves last because you, you never, you know, unless you want to do, you know, brown leaves or go really off the box and do, you know, blue or, you know, Uh, you only have so many green colors. And so then when I go back through and do the leaves, when you have, you know, only four green colors, I try to balance that and, you know, try and coordinate the tone of the green with the leaf itself. So if that makes sense. <laughs> I know a lot of people started once upon a time when they started with coloring books, used fine liners, but nowadays mm-hmm. a lot of people have left them. I know they still are used, but yeah. Uh, You still like them. You still use them. I do. I like them a lot. Yeah. I've, I've worked with them enough that I figured out different ways that I can do, uh, shading with them. And uh, I like them because they don't bleed through. Um, I like them because they're super fine tip. I mean, they're called fine liners. Um, I don't know. I haven't really, uh, practiced with too many other markers. I have the Posca pens, which are, you know, more like paint pens, which are, you know, good for backgrounds and everything. And I have um, the slightly thicker Stedler, uh, Stedler markers. I'm drawing a blank on the name now. But honestly, as far as these books are concerned, when I use them for tiny detail, I don't think I'd use any other marker. I mean, they're perfect for it. They don't bleed. They're small. And there's a wide range of colors. So I see no reason to move on. <laughs> But how do you use them? Um, well, like I said, I use them for the smaller details, but when I, when I blend with them, for instance, it's, it's all about layering and not oversaturating the paper because although they don't bleed, they are still markers. And if you add enough ink, you, you can, you know, tear up the paper a little bit, or, you know, if there's enough, you can poke a hole in it. So what I'll do if I'm blending, for instance, like say I've got four different flowers that I'm coloring, um, a, a different color, I will 
do the base colors, say it's like a pink or something, and or you know a blue, and I'll go through the whole thing and do the first base color. That way, it will give the paper time to dry before, because it doesn't take long. It'll give it time to dry before I go on and add my next color. Depending on how the colors are blend, sometimes I'll just use the same color and add another darker layer, and it gets a little bit darker. If I want it to be a little bit more striking. Um, like I'm, I'm looking at one right now where I used like a, a lighter orange and then I just used a slightly darker yellow. So when it blended together, it almost came out like a slight brown. And so it's all about how, you know, how, how strong you want your shading to be. But a lot of times you can just use the same marker three times and just let the layers dry in between and it darkens it just a little bit. How do you do the blending? So it's not get these harsh lines. Well, see, I I wouldn't if I'm if I'm blending with fine liners, I wouldn't take just a yellow and an orange because that's extremely hard to blend against. And unlike pencils, you don't have a range of of you know like yellow to orange that you can blend in with it. And so if I wanted to say I wanted to have a yellow flower and and I and I wanted to shade it, um, I would start with just the I would color the whole thing yellow, and then. Um, I might, if I was going to add orange to it, what I would do is I would do tiny little dots, just like individual little dots on like a corner. And then before it dries, I break my drying rule, but before it dries, I would take my yellow pen again and I would color over that orange. And that kind of spreads it a little bit, but I don't generally do yellow and then orange because they are hard to it's it's all about the slow process of blending it but the nice thing too is unless somebody is up close and looking at the actual picture a lot of times they aren't going to see those tiny little dots what they're going to see is this tiny little you know orange smudge in the corner you know it's the one nice thing about taking the pictures is those little mistakes that you make don't always show up in the picture you know as long as it looks nice in the picture, then you're good to go. You know, never mind that you went over the line three times on that flower over there. You know, no one's going to see it. Do you ever go over the fine liners with uh, a pencil for shading? I have. I have in the past. Yes, sometimes. I Not too often. But yeah, there have been some times where I'm like, man, I really wish I had some depth in this and I really didn't want to ruin it. So yes, that's that's definitely a safer way to go to go about it. Do you <laughs> like on the same with paint, too? Do you like gel pens? Do you use gel pens? I do. I um I don't use like I I don't do an entire picture in gel pens. What I like to use they're the uh, Sleechy metallic gel pens and Sleechy is spelled S L I C C I. Um, but it's a little range of gel pens. It comes, I think there's like eight of them in there. But I like to use them uh for like I know Johanna sometimes has leaves where it has like a little line around the outside like I'll color it all in green do my shading whatever and then I'll touch it up with the gel pen or if I've got like a little bud that's too small to really give it any shading I'll use the metallic gel pen instead or if I'm doing you know the yellow inside a flower I feel like this spot is too small for me to really add any shading so if I can use the gel pen and maybe give it a little bit of shine then that kind of balances it out too are you a sparkle gal I am. I do like sparkle. <laughs> I really like the, um, oh gosh, I'm drawing it a blank on it. But the, uh, there's these brush pens that you can get with clear ink that has glitter in them. And it's so hard to see in the pictures, which makes me sad. Um, but like, I was part of that, uh, um, 
the collaboration, the coloring book collaboration where we all colored pictures and sent them back to her. And so I was excited to use it because, uh, I had the, I had the B. And so after I colored it, I used this clear ink with the glitter and I glittered the wings. And I noticed that when she was looking through it, she actually noticed there was a little bit of shine on the wings. So it's fun when people can actually see the shine and the glitter. It just doesn't always translate in pictures. <laughs> no, I know we are a lot of people that get disappointed when we are taking photos of our sparkly pages. Yeah. How do you decide colors when you are uh, starting a new page? Well, sometimes I decide ahead of time. Sometimes I say, you know what, I'm going to give myself a limited color palette. But honestly, uh, especially when I use the Stedler Ergo stuff, like I don't decide colors ahead of time because in my head, because there's so few colors, I plan on using all the colors. It's just a matter of, like I said earlier, figuring out where to place them and where to balance them. Um, You know, if I if I use something that has a wider range of colors, like I've done a few with my Prismacolors where I've done monochrome pictures or um, I completed a tree once that I used like only the range of grays in Prismacolors. And then I put like a green door. Uh, I colored her dragon in the back of the Enchanted Forest all in uh, like a gray tone, which was, you know, interesting. So sometimes I plan ahead, but a lot of times, honestly, I just start and see where it takes me. <laughs> What is it that you like about the the sitting with this page and coloring? Some somebody was asking me the other day about um you know do I go page by page in the book you know do I have to go from start to finish or do I hop around and honestly I hop around because I have to feel inspired by the page so what I enjoy about it or you know what I like is I'll go through and I'll be like man that's a that's a page I want to add color to. And so, you know, and it's nice because I can just relax and kind of tune out things. Sometimes I'll watch a show or whatever. But for me, it's a great way to wind down in the evening. And, you know, it kind of comes back to the coloring community, too. I love interacting with them. And so it's just like, especially if it's been a little while, I'm like, man, I haven't finished that page. I should probably go ahead and finish that. So, you know, because uh, a lot of times they also I have specific requests for tutorials. So then I feel bad if like I'm just Like, oh, it's been a week and I haven't posted anything. I should probably go ahead and do something. <laughs> what, is, what is it about Johanna's books that you like so much? Oh, I love the intricacy and the sophistication of it. Like it's, you know, uh, there were a few times, you know, even, you know, as a as a teenager, I would, you know, just grab, you know, a random coloring book off the shelf, you know, Disney, whatever was there. But when I saw these, it's like these are It, it's not just something that's just photocopied, you know, passed around to everybody. This is something that is like truly artwork. Like that's what it is. And it's, it's, it's like, it's a privilege to be able to contribute to something that's already so beautiful. And then to, to add, be able to add my own flair and be like, you know, the finished product, our product is just, it's beautiful. And it's, you know, like Johanna said, it's a collaboration between us and her, but it's just, it's, It's adult coloring, for lack of a better term. These are pages for adults, and it's just, like I said, it's it's very it's sophisticated and it's intricate, and it's just it's it's a joy to color in. And you said in the beginning that you thought that Word of Flowers are your new favorite, but which one was your favorite so. before that? Enchanted Forest. I love the animals. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Enchanted Forest. Uh, that and. Magical Jungle was close was close there, but Enchanted Forest was my first book um, because I didn't get into it until after Secret Garden had already come out. I want to say it was 
2015 enchanted forest had just come out and I saw it and I saw the animals and I saw secret garden is much more detailed than enchanted forest. So when I first got it, I was very intimidated by all the details in secret garden. I was like, we're going to start with enchanted forest. That dragonfly looks nice. (laughs) Have you ever finished any book? I have not. No, like I said, I have to, I have to feel inspired for the pages. And I think if I forced myself saying, okay, well, I can't move on to this book until I finish this. I think that my interest might peter out just a little bit. Like I, if I'm coloring a page, I am not really excited about. It is easy for me to get bored. I know I have a lot of finished pictures posted on my Instagram, but I also have a lot of unfinished pictures that never made it to the Instagram. So yeah, I don't think I could ever, maybe someday I'll finish a whole book, but I don't think I could ever finish a whole book. (laughs) But do you ever go back to one of those unfinished or are they unfinished forever? Uh, Occasionally. The problem with leaving them unfinished, I I recently uh, finished one, the, the coloring tutorial that Johanna did with the Arctic hair from last year. I did go back and finish that one, but the problem with leaving them unfinished is that if I wait too long, because I don't write down, what I'm using or the colors that I'm using or the, you know, I I remember some of them, but if I wait too long and I come back to it and I'm just like, I have no idea what I used with this, then it's just like, do I want to finish it and have it be all unbalanced? It's kind of like if you're coloring one of the butterflies, if you only color one half of the wing first, and then you look at the other half of the wing and go like, Oh, well, what did I do the first time? You know, it's it's harder to continue if you can't remember what you did. But with the Arctic Care, there were tutorials to follow. And so I was just like, oh, right. OK, we'll use this color next. So I definitely have a few that I probably should. But in all likelihood, I probably won't finish them. <laughs> but do you own any other coloring books from other illustrators? I do. I do. Um, I have some Rachel Reinert coloring books. Um I've got some Millie Murata. I've got, um, oh gosh. Oh, Hannah Carlson. Hannah Carlson's probably my second go-to. I've got, I've got two of her artist editions and three of her books, I think. And then I've got a couple of the Rachel Reinert and I think one or two of the Millie Murata. But honestly, I've always come back to the Johanna ones. And I think it's just because that's what introduced me to it. Uh, in the first place, but I can appreciate after having illustrated myself, I can appreciate what those artists did, what they went through, how long it took to get their books, and I can appreciate their styles. <laughs> you, but when you are talking about these uh, uh, limited set of pencils you mostly use, mm-hmm. and you have Johanna's books and some more, but we are a lot of hoarders here out in the community <laughs> collecting a lot of pencils and stuff. You don't have that much then, or? Oh, no, I have a lot. <laughs> I have just uh, grabbed when, when I first started, I wanted to try every pencil there was out there. But as you know, it's it's this is 2018. I've been coloring for three years now. I've I have found what I'm comfortable with and what I enjoy using. Um I mean, to give you an idea about, you know, painting and coloring and all the supplies that I use, the recent 30 Days of Flowers that we did, um, I used a different medium or brand of pencil for each and every flower. Um, 
you know, with the exception that I colored one flower with coffee and I colored one flower with tea. That's not, you know, a regularly used <laughs> uh, a coloring tool, but I have enough different brands that I was different brands and different tools that I was able to use a different medium for every flower. So if that gives you an idea. <laughs> Did you mention luminals in the beginning? Yes, yes. Those were a Christmas gift a couple of years ago from my husband. And, um, you know, they're definitely on the spendier end. And I've been able to replace one or two that uh, that I've used up. But yeah, those are kind of my my trophy of my <laughs> my coloring pencil collection, just because they are amazing. And as much as I want to use them all the time because of their cost, I don't necessarily want to blow through a whole pencil on a background. So I, I choose my pictures wisely if I decide to use those ones. But when you use pencil in pencils in pictures, how do you color them? Well, uh, like I said, I kind of follow my rules of three. I have a dark color, a mid color, and a light color. And um, I know there's a lot of rules that say go light to dark, which I have found with pencils like the um, Faber-Castells and the Ergosofts, especially when um, you have to build up your layers with those. Versus the Prismacolor and and uh, Luminance pencils, they blend so well. You don't necessarily need to go light to dark. So, like, say I have a leaf, I'll color my darkest spot first, and then I'll add my mid color, and then I'll add my lighter color, and then maybe I'll blend it all over with a white, and then and actually in one of my recent uh, videos, color in the red petal. That's what I did. I did my dark color first, then my mid color. Then my light. Then I went over it all with a white pencil because it kind of blends it. It moves it around. And then I do one more layer to redarken it because the white obviously, you know, lightens it quite a bit. So, yeah, I kind of just have my rule of three and a good handy uh, white pencil. <laughs> do you add white dots or sparkles? Gel pen? Or? I do sometimes, not as often anymore, uh, but that's where my gel pens uh, come in handy. So like say I've got a green leaf and it's, you know, a lighter color. Sometimes if I want a little bit of contrast, I'll just take my green gel pen and add a couple dots for embellishment. I don't do it as much, but for, for dots and stuff, I do it for embellishment. I have done pictures where I've used the uh, fine liners and just done, you know, stippling and, and pointillism and stuff. But um, yeah, mostly the dots are reserved for tiny little bits of embellishment. What are your favorite colors? Uh, well, my favorite color is blue, for sure. Uh, but as far as what I try to use, I, I realized a while ago when I was looking at the pictures I was posting, a lot of my pictures were all in the same color family. And I was like, I have done a lot of blue themed pictures. So when I realized that I've been without realizing, you know, sticking to one color, I'll mix it up and I'll do I'll do, you know, an almost all red one. Like I have one with, that has Uh, it was in Magical Jungle. It's got, you know, a butterfly in one corner and flowers down in the bottom. And I did that one in mostly reds and browns. So when I find that I have been using one color too often, I force myself out of my comfort zone and try and choose colors uh, that I haven't used. I did another one. It was like a lily pad scene. And I use um, somebody said, what's the pencil that you use the least in your set? And it was the neon ones, the the hot pink and the neon yellow and the orange. And so I did a page with those as the center theme. And it was a very bright picture, <laughs> but I had people duplicate it. So, you know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, when you are sitting and coloring, do you listen to something or? 
I have tried just listening, and I, I do occasionally listen to music, but to be perfectly honest, most of the time I am watching a show. And a lot of times it's a show that I've seen multiple times, like I'm going through Doctor Who for the umpteenth time right now, and uh, <laughs> well, the newest Doctor is out, I gotta keep up. <laughs> but uh, most of the time it's it's something that I've already, you know, watched multiple times, so I don't necessarily need to look up. If it's something with subtitles, I can't watch it while I color. If it's a movie I haven't seen, I can't do that. It has to be something I've already watched or I love so much. I already know what's going on on the screen, but I like to listen to a story. Occasionally I will listen to a, a um, you know, an audio book, but then I have a tendency to get too focused on the coloring. And I realized I haven't heard the last chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, re relate to that. That's why I don't listen to, to audiobooks either when I'm coloring. Yeah. Uh, we have talked a lot of Johanna Basford, which is, yeah. uh, of course, we have to do that when we are talking together. And you <laughs> actually met her. I did. Yes, I was very, very lucky to meet her. Um, like I said, I initially was able to be in contact with her back in uh, 2015 when I did some work for her. And uh, after that, you know, there were various emails, you know, for for different things. And then I had the opportunity to go to Scotland um, back in March. So uh, I, I let her know. I said, hey, I'm coming to your neck of the woods. Is there any way that we can meet up? And it was great. She took time out of her day, actually had my mother with me. And we met up at a coffee shop and we were able to chat for a little while. And it was great. It was I, we, we mostly talked a lot of, uh, you know, art supplies and nerdy things because I wanted to pick her brain about illustration and her process and everything. But she she was fantastic. And like I said, she took time out her day to meet up with us. And it's both one of my mother and I's favorite memories just because it's great. It's been my Facebook profile picture for a while. <laughs> I can understand that. How long does it take for you to finish a picture when you're coloring? Um, well, that depends. Um, one, it depends on how motivated I am. Uh, it also depends on how, uh, detailed I want it to be. The recent one I finished with, um, with the big red flower and the, um, luminance pencils took me a little bit longer than the others because I did a lot more shading in that, a lot more detail. And when I say a little longer, it was, you know, I think an extra day or so. Um, but especially when these new books come out, if I have my book beforehand, um, I like to try and get out as many pictures as I can because one of the reasons since Johanna sends them out is so that the inspiration will be out there when everybody else gets their book and they have ideas. So um, I definitely, I wouldn't say that I rushed these, but I definitely, you know, I was just like, okay, kids are in bed. I'm going to go color this. So um, on a normal basis though, I can probably finish a picture um, maybe in three to four days. If I'm not, if I'm not taking too long, if I'm really pushing to get it done, maybe two days, but average, Average, you know, it depends on how complicated they are. You know, I've been working on that vase one for a couple days now, but um, I was only able to color for like an hour and a half yesterday. So um, kind of depends on how crazy the week is, too. So I would say anywhere from two days to a week. <laughs> but you're kind of a fast colorista. If I want to be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about the new book that you like? Uh, well, you know, it's, she's, she's had a lot of flowers in her other books, you know, Secret Garden has got a lot of flowers, but I like that these flowers, uh, they're, they're bigger. They're not necessarily as detailed as the Secret Garden flowers. Um, but I just like, I like that, well, it's a 
a new book. And so I like that it's different from the other books. And these are pages we haven't seen before. So, you know, this will probably be my favorite for a while until I get through it. And I've done coloring all the pictures I've been, you know, inspired by and everything. But I just I like the way that they're larger and they're drawn and that it's different. Like the little like the the color pencils that the flowers coming up. That's something brand new. I haven't seen anybody do that. Do you have any favorite picture in the in the book? Mm, gosh. Um, I wouldn't say that I have a favorite picture yet. I mean, I chose, let's see, what was the first one? I did the nameplate first. That's what that was. Um, but probably in order of what I've, you know, what I've chosen to color has, they're, they're probably the ones that have piqued my interest, my interest the most. I, I think my next one will be the truck. I really like the truck just because, you know, but there's a lot of white space around it. So I feel like there's so much white space. I'm just like, ooh, should I be doing a, back a background? I've seen one or two of the trucks so far, and they're really good. And I'm just like, I don't think I could top that. <laughs> but backgrounds, are you, are you, did you have fun when you did them? Or was it just? Uh... I think I did initially. And then after I started doing them, I felt like I kind of set the bar and I'm like, well, man, I've done these. Maybe I should keep doing them. And then at what, at some point I was just like, you know what? It got to the point where I was stressing out too much about the backgrounds. And I'm just like, you know, what? I, I want to be able to enjoy this. Yes, I want to produce a good picture and, and everything, but I really want to be able to enjoy this. And like I said, I found that I enjoyed it more when I just simplified it. And, you know, it still looks nice. And I feel like I'm started to create sort of my own style, which I think might be another reason why why there, there are those that like mine, just because it looks nice, but it's not overly complicated, if that makes sense. It's nice and simple and it's easy to follow. I think it's very, very comforting to hear you say this, because I know that there are more more people that stressing out about backgrounds. Yeah, I've heard, in the coloring groups, I've heard many times, like, you know, like I've lost my mojo. I don't know, you know, what colors to choose. You know, I don't know where to start. And honestly, like anytime anybody asks me that, I'm just like, you know what, just fill in the spaces. Don't, you know, don't worry about what you're, you know, what extra embellishment you're going to add. I mean, the picture's already there. It's already beautiful. You add, you know, add color to it and, you know, you're, you're done. I just... Go back to basics. If it's stressing you out too much, just, you know, grab a set of even just a set of 12 pencils that just have the same colors and just fill in the spaces and just, you know, enjoy it for what it is. But how do you do make the picture pop and look beautiful, but without using black or doing very big contrasts? I was actually, there's this thing, I was actually, I had an art teacher in high school uh, uh, that I was, I was shading something. I forget what it was, um, but I just reached for a black for, you know, adding, adding my shadow, whatever. And she saw me doing that. And I can't remember exactly what she said, but I just, you know, I have this impression where she's like, no, 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 you know, don't, don't do that. You don't need to shade with black. And one of the tricks that I use for shading um, is, is. Uh, kind of comes back to contrasting colors. So say you have, you know, like a, a red or even a green, you can shade with the contrasting color and it still adds the depth, but, you know, doesn't just darken with black. So basically with my pictures, I still want a, a pop of contrast. So I make sure that, you know, there's, you know, the darker color on the end. But one of the things that I do with the Stedler Ergosofts, because 
um, the the white doesn't really blend the colors like a Prismacolor or a you know or, or a Luminance uh, pencil does. So what I actually do, there's a really really light uh, yellow color, and you find if if you look at my pictures, you probably see that there's it's I guess a little heavier on the yellow side, and it's only because what I'll do is like say I'm coloring a leaf and I've got, you know, my dark green color, my mid, my light. I'll leave a little bit of a white tip at the end and then go through and add just a little bit of yellow because having that pop of bright color at the end of the leaf versus the darker green at the other end, that's where you're getting your contrast and you get your brighter colors. Do you have any favorite picture from since you started coloring? Someone you that you're really, really pleased with? Well, one that I've complete like as far as the illustrations itself, if I were to choose an overall picture in all of Johanna's books, it's my favorite. It's the dragonfly, but that's also because it's the first one that I colored. But I have also recolored that one probably about four times only because I liked it so much. Uh, although one of the four times there was a special printout uh, in one of her uh, one of the puzzles. And so it had the dragonfly plus all these flowers in the background. And I did like a purple and, and gold kind of thing for that. Um, but as far as a picture that I've finished. Uh, it's probably actually there is a um, a picture after I did the coloring work for Johanna. She did a little blog introduction about me, and there was one of the pictures on there um, that I sent her to post, and it was of it was Enchanted Forest, and it was a forest. Well, of course it was a forest. <laughs> um, but the background that I did, uh, it was a blue sky, or not blue, sorry, it was a purple sky that was kind of blended from dark to light. And then the bushes I did were kind of like a bright pink and a blue. I think I even might have reposted as like a throwback Thursday or flashback Friday recently. Yeah, um, I, I think I saw it. In but your that one, yeah, that one I really, really like. It's, you know, it's bright, it's bold. It took me forever, but I just remember being really, really proud of that one. And a lot of times if I need like an example of, you know, my coloring work, I'll go back to that one just because it's it's one of my favorites. Do you have any other do you have time for other hobbies or things to do? Uh, it really depends. You know, like I said, I you know, when the kids are napping or after bed or, you know, on the weekends, most of the time, if I'm not spending time with the family or, you know, we're not doing something together, if I'm doing hobby time uh, for myself, it's either going to be, you know, the illustration or uh, or the painting or the coloring or maybe some computer games. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to sound fairly, fairly nerdy, but for a while I, I played World of Warcraft. Uh, my husband played it, too, and so we would play together. Um, Me, too. Maybe. There you go. This may be embarrassing now, but my husband also plays. So because it's nice, we'll, we'll play the video games together and it's nice to wind down and, and everything. But I've been playing Fortnite also. <laughs> oh, that I haven't tried. Yes. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of younger kids that play it also. But there's a lot of people, you know, um, there's a lot of streamers that we like to watch also. So, you know, it's it's not just for kids. It can be for adults, too. And something I just sometimes I need a little bit something different. <laughs> do you ha do you have any favorite coloring tools? Oh gosh. Um well, the the gel pens for sure. I always have those in my in my collection for embellishment and everything. Um I have a little tool that I like to use on the uh, little circle backgrounds that I've been doing lately. Uh, it's this little round piece of plastic, and it's got all these different circles on it, depending on what I need. So I really like that. Um, I have my electric pencil sharpener. I really like that. <laughs> 
Um, but, uh, those are probably it. And then obviously, you know, whatever, whatever pencils I'm using, but mostly I like to have on hand, you know, the little, the little circle maker and, you know, whatever, whatever pencils I'm using. What are your best coloring tips? Oh gosh. Um, well, like I said, my kind of rule of three, I, you know, have a dark, a mid and a light, you know, rather than just doing one single color. If you can add at least three different colors, that's going to give you the depth, the depth that you need in your picture. Um, you know, depending on what you're using for like the Faber-Castells or the Stadler Ergosofts, it's all about adding, you know, lighter layers. Um, Prismacolors are pretty forgiving, so feel free to blend those as much as you can. I've had some pretty big disasters that I've been able to, you know, work just because <laughs> Prismacolors are great at layering and they blend and, and yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's mostly probably my rule, of, my, my rule of three is my, is my biggest, uh, my biggest thing. Dark, a mid, and a light. That's, that's my go-to. Anytime I've ever done tutorials, I always make sure I have the three different colors and that's going to get you the depth that you want. You told us about all your coloring supplies. How do you store them? Uh, I've got storage boxes. Uh, I got them on Amazon. They're little wood boxes that come in three drawers and you could store quite a bit in there. I also uh, have jars on my desk because I have a tendency to, you know, say I'm using 30 different pencils uh, as I'm coloring. I suddenly look up and they're all over my desk and then I go, sorry. And then, uh, and then I, I, I look at them and go, I really don't want to reorganize these back into, into the drawers. And so in the jars they go. And then a couple months later I go by and I go, I should probably put these away. <laughs> But because I've colored with the pencils enough, I also don't necessarily need them organized in their color order anymore because I can see a color and be like, oh, that's that color or that's that. Um, one of my things, though, that I, um, aside from my boxes that I use quite frequently, um, is I keep, I keep my Ergo Softs in them. There is a girl on Instagram. Uh, her Instagram name is A Hum for Hope. And a while back, she she sent me a roll-up case uh, for pencils that she hand makes herself. It's got a nice leather strap around the outside. Um, and I keep my uh, Ergo Sauce in there because it's great. I, you know, can just pop them back in the elastic, roll them up, take them wherever I go. Like, it's it's probably my, my favorite to-go case. I've had the zip-ups and everything, um, but... I don't know. I just don't, I don't use them anymore. That and the roll-up's really pretty because she chose a really pretty, uh, pretty fabric on it. So yeah, fabric roll-up, wood pencil boxes and jars for when I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any people around you in the, in the, around you in the real world that you're coloring with? Um, I have a few friends that are mildly interested in it. Um, my mother likes to color, uh, but she doesn't, she doesn't live around here and I've got my mother-in-law into it uh, a little bit. But for the most part, most of my coloring interactions are are online. I've definitely gotten, you know, if I talk to people about coloring, I've gotten the typical, you know, like, oh, you color, but you're an adult. And we're like, well, yeah, you should try it sometime. It's awesome. <laughs> so uh, not as many. There's been a few uh, coloring meetups uh, around town um, that I that I've gone to and checked. I haven't really clicked uh, with anybody, but. 
for the most part, my coloring community is, is, is mostly online and it's great because it's, it's a fantastic resource. You know, you can go to Johanna's website, look up specific books in the coloring groups. There's, you know, albums dedicated to books or pages, or you can even go in the group and be like, Hey, I need inspiration for such and such a page. Can I see what you've done kind of thing? So probably the online coloring community has been the most uh, helpful thing versus versus real life. I find I have to explain it too much to everybody else that I meet. <laughs> I can't understand why they don't understand. I know. It's a great hobby. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much, Emily, for joining this episode. I enjoyed myself. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, it was super nice. And thank you all for listening. And goodbye.